Well, 2023, as I alluded to in that brief reflection during the tithe segment today, um, I'm in a reflective mood this morning. Thanks, Jordan. Um, 2023, we started, if you're part of our church family on a regular basis, you will have become aware that during the year we've been talking around the theme of being sent. And uh, way back in January of this year, 2023, we launched the year theme, S-E-N-T, with an acrostic, which is one of the things I like to utilise as a means to remember things. And so we started out the year uh, with thinking about four words. One was surrender, one was entering to his presence, around the word sent this is. Uh, the third focal point was navigating the obstacles and pushback that happens when we pursue God's purpose for our life. It's never going to be a walk in the park. Sometimes it is. We get seasons that are nice and calm and easy and everything's going great. And then all of a sudden we just get hit by a storm on Lake Galilee and we don't expect it. It's like, where did that come from? And it's like, well, how does that story relate? We'll get to that in a bit. And then the last uh, uh, thought of the four that were part of this sent message or theme for the year was um, developing the ability to reflect. So taking time to actually pause uh, in life. Like, how are, you, how are you at pushing the pause button? Are you one of the people that you, just, you wake up in the morning and it's go, 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 go? Hit is the pillow. Sometimes you sleep like a log. Other times you toss and turn and wonder about what's going on and the next day you're up and there's just really very few moments that you plan because of, well, let's, why don't you plan that? It's like you might not have been brought up to think like that. You might think it's being lazy. Doing nothing's not being lazy. Well, it can be, but intentional doing nothing can be about reflecting on where are we at? Well, what's going on here? And having a conversation with God. So we've spent some time looking at taking time out to review progress, reflect on his provision, combat and combat any anxiety. Um, so those sorts of things. So I've got a whole bunch of questions here this morning that I, I found myself asking myself preparing this message. So how has my journey through 2023 opened up any opportunities to surrender to him and his will? And I found myself having this... Funny, I've got a weird sense of humour, but that's beside the point. This funny thought, this question will answer, this question will help you think. Have you spent any time in the belly of a fish? The story of Jonah, refusing to do what God wanted him to do, ends up being swallowed by a large fish, the book of Jonah. It's a very strange story in the Bible. And my thought was, have you had any time this year, 2023, when you think about it, a season, maybe you're still in the belly of the fish. You just won't capitulate to God's will. You're just being a stubborn so-and-so. And some of us are able to be more stubborn than others, right? Yeah, some of us are going, yeah, if you're talking to me. Others are going, no, I'm cool. So you might not have had a moment in the fish, but if you have, this story will encourage you, okay? Um, the second thought I had was, um, how did you go entering into his presence? And I don't just mean you privately having a devotional time, but in the context of us, the context of being together with other Christ followers, how did you go with that? This entering into his presence, was it stressful? Did you enjoy it? Was coming to church a joy or an obligation or a mixture of both? Or No, it's all, I love coming to church. I love seeing these brothers and sisters week in, week out. I love being in the presence of other Christ followers because that's where he is. That's where Jesus is He's in us by his spirit individually. There's no doubt about that. But there's something about the bringing together of his people. Has that been a 
place of discovery for you during 2023? Or has it been a place of discouragement? Has the people of God that you're around really ticked you off? It's like to acknowledge that is more important than to deny it. And then to fix it's even more important again. Because we're actually meant to like doing life together. We're actually meant to have fun being Christ followers. It doesn't mean everything is fun. But, and I'll get to that about the issue of peace in a moment. Third question I found myself pondering was what challenges have stopped me in my tracks? Has anything just builded you in the face this year? Bam! And you're like, what the heck was that? And you're still kind of just seeing stars. What would that have been? Has it been? Has something stopped you in your tracks? And again, has that caused you to disconnect? Because I want to say to you, I'm convinced that of all that's happened in my headspace this year, that I'm on a mission to help Christ followers get the us thing nailed. We, we do life together. That's the way Jesus, I will build my church, were his words in Matthew. He didn't say, I will build my children. I will build my friends. I will build my church. And he's got a plural view of us doing life. Not pluralistic, but the plural. In other words, it is always about us. What matters to Jesus is us. If I'm offended or hurt as an individual, Jesus is looking for me to get over that. That's one thing. The other thing he's really keen on is, however, that that being healed in the us arena is equally important to him, if not more important than me getting over it myself. I've actually got to get on board with his us view. His kingdom is made up of us. Yeah. And we're going to be together forever as Christ followers if, if uh, what we believe is true, and I believe it is true. So we might as well start enjoying each other's company now. Right? Some of you are looking unconvinced. Hey, come on, we've got work to do. We've got things to do. We just sometimes just have to choose to link arms even when we don't want to. You mean Jordan's been a bit hard to get on with? I've just got to go, God, this young fella, he and I are called to do life together. And we're not going to spend time getting scrappy over scrappy stuff. We're just going to link arms and we're going to take out some Goliaths. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it works. It's like, and then fourthly, I found myself thinking, how did I go in the development of the skill of reflection, if at all? Let me ask this question. Have you enlisted, for example, the help of a mentor or a coach or another Christian to keep you accountable? Somebody says, oh, I've noticed you've been a little bit jaded lately. Anything going on you want to talk about? That's not to pry. Say, well, I can't talk about it. Well, can I pray for you about that? It's like we're called to be a little bit front-footed in the well-being of our brothers and sisters. And sometimes we can drop the ball on that because we live in a secular world that's obsessed with privacy, obsessed with all sorts of personal space, and that, that's all um, got a really important place in the way we do life together, so not minimising or dispensing with that. But as Christ followers, again, I want to say, because of this us deal being so valuable to God... He wants us to actually help each other. And we are called into a community of faith like this. If you're visiting from another church, your home church is the community in which God wants you to flourish. If you're watching online, you can flourish as an online contributor and or participant in our church. But I tell you what, it's a very poor second cousin to being here. Hanging out together 
A, on a Sunday morning in worship, but then B, we've had connect groups in our church for the 28 years the church has been in existence because we believe in the power of us. We believe in the significance. If connect groups have been a drag for you, can I say to you, get over yourself. <laughs> like, how do I stop it from being a drag? It's not up to someone else to fix that problem. Maybe you could fix that problem. Maybe you could grab Connect Group again by the throat and say, let's make this thing flourish. Let's get the power of God. When was the last time we had a big miracle outpouring of the Holy Spirit at your Connect Group? Oh, it's been a bit quiet. Well, who's going to fix that? I don't go to your Connect Group. If I was there and it was boring, I was watching paint dry, I'd be praying for a breakthrough. Come on, God. Come on, guys. Let's storm the heavens. Oh, can we speak in tongues? Some people people might get a little uncomfortable if we do that. Yeah, but that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. People got uncomfortable and 3,000 people got saved. It's like, again, what's more important? Me feeling uncomfortable or God going but I want to do a miracle here tonight. Just ask me. I want to do a miracle in this meeting this morning. Just ask me. Would you ask me? And I found myself being rebuked by the Spirit. You have not because you asked not. Um, What do you need this morning? Be bold. Can we help you be bold? Can the atmosphere here, I can feel the power of God on this. can, Can the atmosphere in this meeting this morning cause you to just step up bold? God, I'm sick and tired of that happening. Or Lord, I've been talking to you about that for a long time. And all of a sudden, I feel like I've got faith to conquer that thing. Or I've got faith to withstand it. I've got faith to stand my ground and not cave in. I've got faith to push back the clouds of darkness, of depression and anxiety. I'm saying, get out of my sight. I'm over that. Like, you just might need somebody here in our church to sidle up to you and say, I've been praying for you this week. You've been on my mind for days. Are you okay? So oh, yeah, nothing's going on. I'm fine, thanks. And you, you might walk away and think, oh, I must have been wrong then. Don't ever think that. Never think you were wrong about praying for people. Yeah. Pray for them. Because they might not know that they were actually having a problem solved by you praying for them. How good is God? So you're just walking through life. Yeah, perfect, great week, no problem whatsoever. Meantime, somebody that you know that loves God and loves you has been praying for you. Little do you know that you've had kamikaze pilots from hell flying in and hitting this force field of your prayers because we care about us. So, as we reflect on those sorts of questions, I found myself wanting to go down this path with this message very, very quickly. This is a short message and then we're going to do a little bit of praying. How will I know if I've had any progress in those four areas in the scent motif? And uh, Anna's already mentioned the word, which was very nice because that's how the Holy Spirit works. I found myself landing in, and actually this week doing a devotional, in the arena of peace, the peace of God. And the devotional was actually really quite helpful in me clarifying what I wanted to say in this message, because I talked about the peace of God. So the peace of God is one thing. And then it highlighted the fact that's not the same as the peace with God. In fact, the peace of God is actually always with God. So if I want the peace of God, I've got to be with God. Does that make sense? And so we can have this 
weird notion that I'd say oh, I've been guilty of this, that peace is like, like a gift. I've got a spare phone here, I'll, just, I'll give it to Caitlin. So it's a gift, there's, there's my phone. She's got my phone now, I walk away. She's a happy camper. I've thought of peace like that. I've got the peace of God on me, I'm the pastor, and I know that I can pray for people to have peace. So I can just walk up to Caitlin and say, peace be with you. And I mean it seriously, the peace of God, bless you, fill you from tip to toe today, Caitlin, and walk away and think, oh, how cool is that? You got the peace of God. And I want to say to you that that's wrong thinking. The right thinking is, let me do that again, Caitlin, the peace of God, fill you from tip to toe. Holy Spirit reside in her permanently with peace. The peace of God is the peace with God. So Caitlin can't have peace without him. She can have peace, and this is when Jesus said, I give my peace to you, not as the world gives. The world gives peace in circumstance. So lack of conflict, no financial worries, no relational problems, marriage smooth, if you're married, smooth sailing marriage. If you've got kids, there's no fighting, bickering, door slamming, walls being punched, kids doing things they shouldn't, people telling lies. Did you take that cookie? Nope. Did you draw on the wall with a text color? Don't even know what a text color is. It's like all those things. Peace, the absence of those things, the world would say that's how you get peace. No war, that's peace. That's not a kingdom perspective of, key, of peace because it's circumstance driven. So your peace could be robbed from you the moment the circumstance changes. Jesus said, I do not give my peace the way the world gives peace. In other words, my peace is completely independent of circumstance because it's not context delivered, it's relationally delivered. So when God is with us, we can have all hell break loose around us. We can have textures on the wall. We can have no money in the bank. We can have, if we're in other parts of the world, bombs going off and we can have people dying in front of our eyes, which is horrific, graphic and disgusting. I'm not trying to make light of any of those horrendous circumstances that many people are living with in 2023. My point in this is, though, in spite of the circumstance we might find ourselves in, the peace of God which transcends all understanding. It's because it's not about the circumstance. Why it messes with us so much, but, but all this stuff's going on, God. I've got problems. I've got this. I've got that. Are you going to ever help me? And his answer to that question, I already have. I've given you my peace. Really strange scripture, which came to mind as I was looking at this as well. I haven't written it down, so sorry, guys. Um, is the story where Jesus sends his disciples out. He says, when you're at a house... Give it your peace. And if it won't receive your peace, pick it up and take it out the door with you. And I've always thought a bit like, here's my peace, have it. And uh, you say, oh, I don't, just say, I don't want it. You sure you don't want it? You don't want my peace. I'll blow you. (laughs) And so the disciples picked up their peace and walked out the door. And I thought, that's such a weird story. Until I stopped and thought about it, it's because the peace is relational. 
when you or I want God's peace to fill someone else's life, we need to take him to them, not some notion of peace for Mike. It's like Mike needs the peace of God, but the peace of God's delivered by God touching his life. So peace is not this, ooh, nice, nice, fluffy, ooh, very soft and spongy cloud. It kind of comes... It's like, it doesn't do that. What comes is the God of the universe. And in his presence, there's peace. So Jesus was able to save his disciples in the middle of a storm. He's sleeping like a lamb because he is the Prince of Peace. We'll read that in a moment. The Prince of Peace says... Oh, you have little faith. No, God. What do you mean? It's a storm going on, Jesus. He says, and the point of that story is, don't you get it? You're actually with the Prince of Peace. And they didn't get it. And I've got to confess, I don't get it. There's times when my storms overwhelm me so badly. And my storms appear to be so out of control. Where are you, God? The answer to that question is a small, still voice inside that says, me, I'm in you, and my peace will overcome. It'll just fill you up. This storm might not stop. You can talk to it if you like, and it might settle down, but regardless of what it does or doesn't do, circumstance can't rob you of me. So the answer is to get him in. So let me just read this scripture so that you know I'm not making this stuff up. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus can say that because he's, he, in his head, he's going, Vanessa, what you need is me. Once you've got me, spirit of living God inside of your life, you're going to get peace. It's like, okay, I'm going to have that. And don't let any circumstance and lies of the devil Try to convince you, you haven't got peace, Shane. Jenny, you've got no peace because you've got all these troubles going on around you. It's like, oh, no, God can't be trusted. Heard that story before? Genesis chapter 2, chapter 3. Did God really say? Yes, he did. Did God really say? Jesus really say, I'm the Prince of Peace? Well, did Isaiah say that? Yes. Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government, oh, I love this, his government and peace, there will be no end. In other words, his A, willingness and B, ability to govern your circumstance. It's not about being bossed around by God. It's government and peace. It's about God, when he is at work in your life because you invite him into your life, you get a package deal, you get saved, A, B, you get peace. So this morning, as you reflect on your life in 2023, did you have a ship or boat, it would have been a boat, not a ship, on the Lake Galilee experience this year, where the storms just got out of control. And you actually, a bit like the disciples, misunderstood who was with you in the storm. They forgot Jesus. Well, they didn't forget he was there, he just didn't 
join the dots of what he does because he is there. He actually brings peace in the midst of our huge challenges. And finish with this thought then from John 16.33. I have told you these things so that in me, say in me. So this is where it gets really important to get this. So that in me you may have peace. Don't be thinking you can ask God to just send you an Amazon package via a drone. Drop it at your front door. God sent peace. I've been waiting for that for days. How exciting. It's actually found me. Doesn't come like that. Praying for God's peace to turn up is asking for God to turn up. If you're doing things that God doesn't want you to be doing, it's a fair chance that he's not going to be close by to that circumstance. Maybe you need to repent. Maybe you've been hanging on to something in 2023 that's kind of been, rather than a prayer, the force field's been hard-hearted, whatever it is, and God's been trying to bring his peace into your home, and you're, or I, we are unconsciously rejecting his peace. Like the story of the disciples. If they just, if, if the household won't receive your peace, leave and take it with you. Maybe God's been throwing peace bombs at you all year. But there's something like a canopy. Unforgiveness. Maybe an incredibly excessive level of anxiety or fear about something. That he's just saying, I want you to have peace though, Bruce. I want you to experience my peace. Can you just let that thing go? Can you just let that thing go? Can you just stop obsessing about that? Can you just stop tripping over that thing? Can you stop doing that? And I was like, well, I've tried. We'll try again. Don't give up. Be brutal with whatever it is that's putting a canopy of rejection of God's peace over my life. Deal with it. Because it's not like, oh, well, you can't have it. You don't deserve it. Jesus paid for you to have it. And his peace is, as I said, a package. He wants to come in. Let me just read that verse again. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you'll have trouble. Ain't that true? But take heart. I have overcome the world. And again, you kind of go, but the world's such a toxic, mixed up, busted place at the moment, God. How can that be? Well, the storm on Lake Galilee was external and the peace that Jesus brings is internal. And so my prayer this morning to close out 2023 is that you'll experience his peace on the inside. You'll experience his peace because he is within you. Why don't we stand to our feet? Maybe this message, or part of it's just cause a stir in your soul and go, you know what, I'm not as close to Jesus as I thought I was. In fact, as Bruce was talking about those canopies keeping that peace out, I can see that I, I've been living in that space. And right here, right now, Lord, I want to repent. Lord, I want to receive you afresh. I want your love and your peace, your kingdom to be reestablished in my life. I used to know you. I used to walk close with you, but circumstances have knocked me out of my orbit a little bit. So right now, as 2023 comes to a close, 
Lord, I want to recommit my life to you and receive that peace. And let that peace almost be able to come out of my mouth as a, re- a comment that regardless of my circumstance, changing or not changing, I'm going to receive you and your peace today. If you've been away from God, but you used to know God, and as I just prayed and talked like that, if that stirred something in you to go, that's me. I want to recommit my life to him today. I don't want you to do anything other than give me a wave with your hand and say, that's me, Pastor Bruce. I'm not going to ask you to come out of your seat, do anything that's make you uncomfortable, but I do want to pray with you. Further, I'd love to just pray a specific prayer that as you reconnect with your Father in heaven and his Son, Jesus Christ, you would be confident of stepping into 2024 with the peace of God re-established in your life. Does anyone need to have that conversation with God personally this morning here in the auditorium, watching online? Or maybe this conversation you've never had with God. And today's the day where you go, you know what? Something that Pastor Bruce said has actually caused an aha moment for me. And I do want to have Jesus and his peace in my life. I've never invited him to come be in me like that. We can pray a prayer together where we fix that really quickly because God is so faithful. If you've never prayed a prayer or invited God to come and dwell in your life as an individual, I'd love to pray with you. But I again want to say, just slip your hand up and say, hey, that's me today, Pastor. Can we pray that prayer? And we can, right where you're standing. Thank you, Jesus. If you're watching online and either of those questions prompted you to go, yes, there's actually a link on our website that you can click on that says about meeting Jesus. At the bottom of that link, page that comes up, there's a little email link to click on to send us an email. Just tell us, hey, I prayed that prayer. There's a prayer with Pastor Phil on there, I'm pretty sure, still these days. He'll lead you in a prayer. Pastor Phil Pringle, the founder of C3. You can pray that prayer, but send us an email and say, hey, I prayed that prayer and I meant it. And we'll help connect you to, if you're a long way from Hantor from the Adelaide Hills, we'll connect you with a church somewhere. But if you are within the vicinity of the Adelaide Hills, if you're in the southern suburbs, we've got a great location down at Parkside having a summer break at the moment, but we'd love to help you in your journey with Jesus. So let me close for the rest of us with prayer.